0: I get a
1: radio check. Yeah, working. Fine. Yeah, copy yeah, copy mate. yeah her up
0: there. Thanks, mate. Yeah, righto, Copy that. G'day, money miners. Welcome to Money of Mine. That is you, the audience. You are officially now known as money miners. Today we've got Red Five producing record gold production at King of the Hill. Let's hope this is a sign of better things to come for them. Capricorn put out a very timely quarterly result, delivering, as per usual, uh, Navarre gold production up 43% in the March quarter, and WAF, wow, West African Resources release, a resource reserve, and a 10-year production update, just a casual 6 million ounce reserve. JD, Trav, lads, how are we? How are we, mate? Doing well. Episode three, excited to be here. Oh, mate, i oh, JD has come in with a bit of swagger today through the door. I've noticed, didn't you think, Trav?
2: I think so. I think he was—he was—he was, uh, he was, he was feeling—he was feeling pumped up. Boots for
0: the last few days. He's he switched on. Just excited to be with you guys. <laughs> very, very good. Let's get into it. Red five. Now, let's hope. As I said in the start, let's hope this is a turnaround. They've got record gold production, being hindered with production and raising issues. They've got a bit of tarnished name on the ISX. Let's hope this is the turnaround, lads. Unpack it for me. What has been happening in the Red Five quarters, Matty? This is um, this is look, look, sort of a
2: positive announcement from Red Five. They've they've come out and in March, you know, they produced seventeen and a half thousand ounces of gold. Uh, you know, with a head grade of one point four nine grams per ton. And you know, simultaneously with that, they've sort of announced that they've repaid fifteen million dollars of their um, outstanding debt facility. So. I just want to give a bit of context to the listeners here on on what sort of transpired at this company um, in the course of sort of trying to a build this mine and then and 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 b ramp, ramp up operations. Um, so in in March twenty twenty one, Red Five put out to the market saying that they were fully funded, and they did that with a sixty million dollar equity equity raise plus you know a hundred sixty million dollar project finance facility. Now you know fully funded is a pretty strong word and, and and there are certain types of investors that will come along for the final raise because they want to benefit from the re-rate that happens when, when a company goes from developer to producer. So, you want to be the last money in and capture that re-rate. However, the risk is that it's actually not the last money in and that that these developers actually have to go back to the market because they have troubles for whatever reason. And since, since they called themselves fully funded to the market, Red 5 raised $60 million in October last year and then another $90 million in February this year. Plus... They got an extra $30 million in the door when they divested Siena and they drew down another another $15 million cost overrun working capital facility as well on top of that. So, all this time they were supposed to be getting free cash flow through the door from Dalo as well. And and in today's announcement, you know, there was that, that, that pay down of the debt facility and make no mistake, that was funded by the equity that was raised recently in February. So, you know, we all know that paying down your debt with, with new equity is not an efficient use of capital, but this company had no choice um it's been a rough ride for shareholders and and, and especially those ones that thought that they were the last money in the door um, on a bunch of different occasions and and this announcement I hope really does mark an operating turning point for the company and let's hope there can be some light at the end of the tunnel um you know my eyes are going to be on on their cash balance when the quarterly comes out I'm, I'm pretty keen to see what their 31 March cash balance is to get a real indicator of of um of how things are going there.
1: Yeah, I think that's right, Trevi. And we've seen a number of analysts as well come out with some pretty hard-hitting reports downgrading their price targets just to really summarise what you've said, not being uh, 100% certain what the costs are going to be over the next year, and that's leading to those downgrades in price targets. I think it's also worth bearing in mind that the King of the Hills, previously called Tamula Goldmine was what led to the eventual downfall of Sons of Gualia about 20-odd years ago.
0: And fully funded doesn't really have merit these days. I think you look at the examples of uh, companies that have been apparently fully funded that have raised recently. So Bellevue raised not long ago. They were, they were fully funded. You look at Liontown, there's probably numerous other examples. Look, look but I, think, I think we can have some sympathy for the fact that inflation is a real cause of, of
2: um, cost cost escalation for, for some of these capital numbers that were, were fully funded in the past, but but two enormous equity raises is is uh, pretty unforgivable when you
0: use those words. Well, let's hope, as you said, for shareholders and all the long-term shareholders and the workers at Red 5, let's hope that's a bit of a turnaround. So, onto the, the market darlings, we'll call them, the uh, precision funds management number one Fan is the number one fan of this company. Capricorn Metals—they've delivered a look another stock standard quarterly result in line with guidance. Out on the fifth of April, nice and just efficient, not dragging the chain at all. Uh, thirty thousand ounces, thirty thousand eight hundred ounces with delays as well. Not everything went their way this quarter. We've got a lot to talk about, not just this am- announcement, but why this company is one of the market darlings on the ASX in the gold sector. Yeah, Lads, I think it. This is, this is going to be the best chapter in money and mine histories to date, I reckon.
1: No pressure there. <laughs> so I think you've touched on some of the the highlights pretty well there, Maddie. This is a company that hasn't suffered from any of the cost overruns, cost inflations that we've seen across the industry over the past couple of years. How? Like, how? I, I do not know how. Everyone else is going up in their all in sustaining costs, but- Capricorn mine maintained theirs. And I can't quite put my finger on it either. They've got a good relationship we understand with MACA, but whatever the the relationship with the contract miner, they've just managed to, to keep chugging along. Like you said, just under 31,000 ounces, that puts them right on track to meet guidance of between 115 and 125,000 ounces for the financial year. Costs are coming in at about 1200, all in sustaining costs. So they're on track, like you said, despite a weather event earlier this year, and also, they had an unscheduled uh, mill um, maintenance that they had to do. So, so, this is a company that's really focused on margin over ounces. We've seen in the last couple of days a number of companies announce this. Capricorn isn't so flamboyant about it. They're not making a big announcements. They just do the job, they just focus on the margin over the ounces. So, that's served them really well. At their low all in sustaining cost, they're producing about $25 million in free cash flow. And with the phenomenal M&A deal that they did last year to acquire Mount Gibson, it puts them in a great position to be able to develop that asset and perhaps with a bit more debt, not have to dilute the shareholders anymore and get that asset online in a few years' time. So with all this positivity around Capricorn, it is pretty baked into the price. They're trading at about 10 times EV to EBITDA of the next 12 months' earnings. I think that's, you know, that that multiple that they trade at 10
2: times, that is it's it's you know it's pretty remarkable when, when you compare it to their their, their peers you know all, all of the peer gold producers do trade at between three and five times you know the forward-looking ebitda how you know however in capricorn's case you can explain some of that away by the fact that you know in in that that forward-looking year 43 percent of their production is hedged so the market's looking forward further than the next year and saying they're going to produce even more money in the future hence we'll pay a higher multiple on the next year's earnings however you know they're still really you know highly valued they're always at the top of the the deck when you do any sort of valuation comparable analysis and and you know for on on a price to nav basis for example you know they they come in at about 1.05 times nav versus you know regis at at 0.92 where mark clark's sort of you know come from and and, and his team sort of you know come from so so they're that you know baked into that price today you are paying a premium for the excellent management team that you're that you're getting with this company, and and you know one more thing on on Capricorn is you know, every time I, I look at an announcement from this company, um, and you know and anyone that's ever looked at an announcement from this company has probably had the experience of thinking, do these guys format this? You know, do they do they put any effort into making this look good? And you know today's announcement there's a graph, and the graph looks like it's been produced from you know Microsoft Excel 1995. It's in 3D. It's, it's look, it looks horrible. But you know what what I get what I can tell from that is that this company is not getting bankers to put together their announcement or presentations it's bare bones and and quite frankly it reminds me of if you've ever looked at the Berkshire Hathaway website so that Berkshire Hathaway Warren Warren Buffett's investment vehicle of course it's a plain text website and and I get the same sort of feeling when I when I look at this company yeah I think Um, the diggers presentation it was you know the, the DNA of a of a of a no fuss company, I'm, I'm getting the words wrong there, but but y- y- you do really get the picture that these guys
1: know what they're doing, they're doing it well, and they're not screaming and shouting about it from a marketing perspective. Absolutely, and like Berkshire, these guys are just laser focused on costs, like any good company. So just to round off on CMM, we were expecting the Mount Gibson Maiden All Reserve in the March quarter, so any day now we should see that come through.
0: Now, Trav, before we go on to the next one, for the listeners that aren't from the finance world, the EV to EBITDA multiple. Why is that uh, used as a good indicator for where stocks are trading and popularity? Yeah, you can and what and probably define it as well.
2: Yeah, so like EV is is basically what the business is worth if you took the cash and debt out of the, the out of the equation. So it's kind of you know if you just looked at the ability of this company to generate cash flow over time, um, you know EV is sort of what you pay for that, and uh, EBITDA. Is you know the the earnings that this um, company is basically producing, um, but EBITDA is a modified version of that earnings. It's earnings before interest, tax, depreciation, amortization. But you can just think about it as the ability of the company to make money. So how much how much the market is valuing the company divided by the ability of you know what 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 the earnings of this company actually is.
1: Yeah, I think it's worth noting as well. DNA, a part of that EBITDA, is a huge part in the mining industry perhaps more involved in mining than most other industries out there so it is just a proxy for cash flow and it's not a definitive sort of statement and the higher the higher that ratio the more popular the market
0: see that the more the more fully
2: valued the
0: stock is and there's usually good reasons for that
2: Um, you of course you can go out there and buy a mining company on you know two times EBITDA Um, there's a good chance that company's going to have to hit the equity markets for, for for more capital because you know they've got some working capital issue there. So usually the market's pretty clever and it it, it ascribes a, a full premium to good companies um, with good management teams. And I think that's what we're seeing. And you know. Capricorn trading on, on 10
0: times, you know, forward-looking EBITDA. And I doubt they pay for investor relations or sponsorship or anything, <laughs> but they've got great <laughs> blokes like us that just absolutely plug the crap out of them on YouTube. So, God, lucky lucky them, I guess. Now, we've got Navarro. Navarro today put an announcement out. Gold production is up 43% in the March quarter, 4,000 ounces of gold at Mount Carlton, which was purchased off Evolution back in the day. How's this looking? Well,
2: well, you know, this, this is an interesting one. Navarre, they were they, you know, I think the, the corporate history is sort of relevant um, to this company. They 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 had some Victorian um, ground back in, you know, back in 2021 and back in the day when, when everyone was pretty excited about having a bit of ground near Fosterville in the hopes that you could get some something juicy like that. Um, and of course mining gold in Victoria has become an increasingly challenging proposition. So you know that in in, in 2021 though they that they, they pivoted from ex- Explorer to producer through this acquisition of Mount Carlton which was div- divested via evolution the price tag was 25 billion bucks up front plus some back-ended payments um, and when they bought it you know the rationale that they put out to market was um, you know this this is basically going to produce give us some cash flows that we can then use to do some resource development and some exploration sort of fun you know like what, what a great proposition for for um, Equity investors because they don't have to tip in anymore to fund the you know the exploration and development plans that they had. But you know the, the reality that's transpired since has, has been that you know amid this sort of higher cost environment and 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 and, and um, potentially other other factors that this asset is is it, it appears to me to be you know negative operating cash flow. So they've they've actually had to top up equity twice since acquiring it, and and the company's market cap is a third of what it was two years ago. Even though the company now actually produces ounces, and the the takeaway for me when when looking at you know this sort of case study is that um, every explorer's goal is to become a producer. Well, that's what they say. Um, how, you know, but but um, but you know, if you if you acquire the wrong asset or at the wrong time or or um, pay the wrong price, then it's, uh, it doesn't always work out for you.
0: Let's get on to WAF West African Resources. They've chucked a reserve resource and a ten-year production update out. Now you could say they're a bit of a peer of Capricorn, so they're trading it. So their market cap is a billion. Uh, Capricorn is 1.7 billion and WAF pretty much produced double the amount of gold and have a massive resource. 6.4 million ounce reserve they're up to now in uh, sunny Mali. Oh, sorry, sunny Burkina.
1: Yeah, that's right, Maddie. So 6.4 million ounces in ore reserve now that goes along with the 12.6 million ounces in mineral resource, and these guys are going to average production of 200,000 ounces over the coming couple of years, and that's going to jump up to 400,000 ounces per annum up until 2032. That's as Kiaka comes online. So like you said, there's a lot of similarities with this company with Capricorn. So obviously both gold companies, they've both got one producing asset and another asset that they've acquired over the past couple of years that's in development. So- WAF trades at a significant discount to Capricorn, as you might expect. This is largely a result of the country risk as well as development risk with Kiaka coming online. But there's a few things that I really like about this company. They've, they've got a strategy, they don't just have one asset that they're depleting over the mine life. They've got a plan, they've gone and executed, they've bought Kiaka, they're mm-hmm. going to try and get that into production over the next couple of years and then move on. So, So these guys captured in the announcement today a chart which shows the mineral resource growth over the past couple of years, which I think just really well summarizes the growth that these guys have been focused on and the sort of trajectory that they're on. So you can see the share price has come under a bit of pressure over the past few months. It's largely a result of issues in country in Burkina Faso, but at an all-in-sustaining cost of about twelve hundred US dollars and unhedged production, these guys are producing great free cash flows. So once that money's been spent on Kiaka, I would expect that to, that asset and the combined company to produce some really strong free cash over the remainder of the mine lives. they pretty
0: impressive, unbelievable ore body. The underground at Sambrado just oh, – look, I can't quote the exact figures, but they had like thick, thick hits of – like I think it was like 20 metres at nearly double-digit – Grade of gold, which is you know that that's good for narrow vein. Whereas they they're getting it over like thick thick stipes, which is the money they would be pulling out of there is unbelievable. So it's, it looks like a dream ore body. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so hence the hence the cash flow. Um, look, dear Trav, do you reckon WAF and the Capricorn are they sort of either ends of the spectrum in terms of trading at a premium and trading at a discount for a? I guess, your, your gold producers that are pretty similar sort of size output?
2: Absolutely. Uh, you know, you both have producing mine, a great growth story. Um, and, you know, one's trading at 0.5 times NAV, the other one's trading, you know, a bit above one times NAV. So, um, you know, there's, 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 you're paying full price for Capricorn and you're, you, it might be worth it. You're obviously getting a jurisdictional benefit, um, whereas, you know, WAF, there's, there's clearly um, an expectation that cash flows are going to return great sh- great returns to shareholders. However, when you operate in Africa, you never quite know whether that mine's going to get taken away from you in five years' time or not.
0: Imagine chucking that ore body in Australia. <laughs> it would be pretty unbelievable, wouldn't it? Um, now, before we get on to the, I guess, the recap of... Other news out there, I wanted to follow on from yesterday. Look, we talked about uh, the St. Barbara announcement with the, the suboptimal blasting and that sort of things to give it a bit of explanation. And uh, Dan Locker, who's the MD for St. Barbara, people would know Dan from his uh, long... And, well, long tenure at Western Airs, saw that company through shit nickel prices and everything. So, like, absolutely. And he commented on the LinkedIn post just to provide a bit of extra insight. I'm pretty sure he's been serious. He might have been thinking I was a bloody wanker because I was uh, going. <laughs> but he, uh, he said uh, they do triple lift stopes at, at Gualia. So, look, a triple lift has taken three levels out at a time and a mixture of up and down. Also, that, look, the um, the – example I used yesterday was for up But look, just we've got a little video to show you. But look, absolute credit to Dan. What a gentleman of a bloke. Look, back backs against the wall. Probably got the toughest MD job in on the on the ISX trying to run Gualia, which is it's it's deep, it's hot, trying to get look, there is good grade down there, but to get it out of the hole is a challenge. And uh look he has the courtesy to give a bit of insight on LinkedIn. So good on you, Dan. I hope it all Look, best of best of lucks, probably the probably the best word there. But I uh, really appreciate it. So, so look,
2: walk us walk us through what we're watching here. I'm go, I'm going to press play now, Maddie.
0: Yeah, right. So here we go. So this is your conventional top down blasting. So you you know you drill up holes, bog it, backfill it, and you work sort of top to bottom. So that's there's numerous levels going on, but. What I think they've done here, that you can take out an immediate level, so you can actually reduce the development, so that, that could be, you know, 300 metres of development saved, and then you sort of do a mixture of ups and downs and blast the whole thing, and that's what you call a triple lift stope. But the issue arises when you blast that bottom and it doesn't pull to full height, as you can see there, and then you have to come back and you have to drill slashing holes to try and get that bit out, blow the crap out of it, and... You see the YouTube video, that is exactly what the foremans will say. It's a bit of a Hail Mary. So when they talked about slashing and things like that, that's your last resort. So look for people that don't under, understand the the concept of it, I thought I'd just do a quick little uh, – I wouldn't say a high-level animation, but <laughs> we got the got the message across. So that's, I, think, I think that's yeah. what that slashing is, is coming back and drilling those angled holes. But the thing with the slashing, when you're actually doing that, you're drilling those holes through the next stope and then you're blasting it <laughs> and then you're damaging all the ground. So then you have troubles drilling out the next stope as well and the whole shitstorm just follows you for the rest of the ore body. So if that keeps going so it's um if you if you're listening to this on on spotify or google Podcasts or apple Podcasts,
2: then you're gonna have to you're gonna have to check out the youtube channel to you'd uh, be bad not
0: to i Trev you'd
2: have you, you're gonna have to i mean you know it's uh you're gonna have to watch that animation it's pretty special and while you're there you
0: should probably click subscribe as well um, there's been reports that Jonas has uh, been watching it in his room each night uh, on repeats. I don't know if that's been giving us the views, or um, he's actually been.
1: Mate, we're up to one hundred and fifty now, so we're it's are, mate, all happening.
0: We are on fire, exponential. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's get on to. We'll go to the final recap of what else is out there. You got OzGold raising twelve million bucks to further explore and conduct more studies on the Katanning Gold project. So they're still waiting for that big chunk of capital to get the project going. So attention, mid-cap miners with a bit of cash out there. Uh, Sovereign, they increased their rutile and graphite resource by over 80% at their Kasia project in Malawi. And You've also got Alkane Resources recently released their quarterly result for Tommingly. In just south of Dubbo in New South Wales, they've pumped out 16,500 ounces and that's only leaving them with 8,000 ounces to reach guidance and 16,000 to actually see them exceed it and develop released high-grade drilled results outside their known resource at the Woodlawn Copper Zinc Project in New South Wales. Lads, thank you very much. Great bloody research on the Capricorn and everything and a great insight. It's a good gold day, this, the uh, the good and the bad. That's it. Three down. Three down. God, how many does it feel like? Time flies when you're having fun, doesn't it? Doesn't it, just right? Good on you, everyone. As I said, subscribe to the YouTube channel to see the videos of this. We're on bloody, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Uh, look, and if you want the old Life of Mine episodes, that is on. You'll have to search Life of Mine. Subscribe to that new feed as well. They're all still there. We'll see yous tomorrow. Hooroo, money miners.